Welcome to another edition of Street Panora Podcast. And today we have a special guest by the name of Shantae Royston. She has over 22 years of experience in investments, as well as banking, insurance, uh, retirement planning, and a host of other things. And she's here today to help all of our entrepreneurs, as well as the general public, learn more about what it is that she does at her company and how she can help you with your investment strategies. Welcome to Streetpreneur Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's thank a pleasure you. to be here. Thank you. I would Indeed. love to have you. You look you look really nice today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I woke up like this. I know. I'm joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have some gems you want to drop for, for my viewers today? And, yeah, absolutely. And we're going to talk about it. So. Absolutely. Yeah, but I really appreciate the opportunity to be here to speak to you as well as your viewers. So thank you. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, tell us a little bit about your background and how did you get your start in banking and financing mm-hmm. and just kind of tell us a little bit about how your journey began. Okay. Well, it started um, back when we had horses and carriages and um, <laughs> now I'm teasing, but let's see. I think that was in 2000. This is my 22nd year, as you mentioned. So that would be 2001. Um, uh, it was after college and I was working at a job as a uh, office manager and I couldn't stand it. And uh, I remember thinking, I have got to do something else. And someone came to me and said, mm-hmm. uh, would you like to make a lot of money? Because you're a really uh, great people person. And I was like, uh, yeah, you know, I'm still fairly young. And I said, of course I would. And um, the person, I said, you know, tell me what you're talking about. And they said, have you ever considered insurance? And I'm like, insurance? Like car insurance? Like, what do you mean? Like, no, like selling life insurance and different things like that. And I was like, uh, no, but. What are we talking about? And they told me the kind of money that was in it. So I always tell people, I wish I had a fairy tale story to tell you how I got into it. Like I just fell in love, you know, with insurance and investments and all of that. Or I went to college for it. I went to college for international business and I wanted to be, mm-hmm, I wanted to actually be a, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, for the United Nations. I went to work for the United Nations and be able to travel all over the world and essentially do business for the, for the U.S. Um, amb- out of there. Ambassador. It, thank you. Ambassador is exactly what I was thinking of. So um, that's what I wanted to do. So how in the world I got into this, I don't know. But somebody introduced me by taking the, the carrot of money. Yeah, they dangled that carrot. And I was like, sure, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and here I am 22 years and I've kind of touched most of the bases um, involved in the entire financial scope. So everything from um, all different kinds of insurances to, uh, like you said, banking and um, investment planning, retirement planning, all of that. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what year did you decide to open your own firm? Uh, actually, I was recruited to do so. Um, okay. I have actually owned a few businesses, but in 2015, I want to say it was, um, a company was looking to open up another office and they found me Mm -hmm. and I was working for a very well-known, we won't mention names, I was working for one of the largest banks in America and uh, they found me and asked me to do so and it was an amazing opportunity. So I took it and continued to run with it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what are some of the services that you offer for entrepreneurs? At this point, as well as insurance, everything. And oh yes, absolutely. So, just kind of give us a breakdown. Yeah, some of what you know what absolutely. those services are. So, one of the things that I know from being an entrepreneur, and of yeah. course, um, being around a lot of entrepreneurs, is the focus for an entrepreneur is their business. 
day yes. in and day out. That's right. what we eat, breathe, and sleep, right? Is yeah. how do I build my bottom line? How do I grow and expand? How do I get to the point where I can hire? How can I, you know, that's what we eat, sleep, and breathe. Um, but on the backside, there's so many other pieces that go into our business, and that's where I come in. Um, and that is the insurance side. Um, it sounds, because you can find an insurance agent everywhere, right? They're a dime yes. a dozen, if right. we're honest. Right. Um, but finding somebody who knows what they're doing and knows actually how to do what I call creative life insurance. Mm-hmm. We all know about traditional life insurance. Some, you know, insurance that you get through your job or traditional term or whole life. Those are the things that we hear about. Mm-hmm. But there are actually creative life insurances out there that are extremely beneficial and actually tax advantageous to business owners. Um, so that's one of the areas that I focus in. Also, retirement planning. Right. Most people get into business and don't really have an exit route planned. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. We don't. Until, they know. until it's too late. Yeah, exactly. Until you're like until 55, 60, you're like, I'm sick of doing this now. And then like, okay, I want to give it to Junior, but Junior doesn't want it. Like, you know, what do we do? And so, um, especially if you haven't had the pleasure of building it into a huge empire that's self-sufficient, right? Which is always the plan and the goal, but that doesn't always happen. So if it's not a self-sufficient business... You got to have an exit strategy. So retirement planning. um, And a lot of times people think you have to have a lot of money to do that, but you absolutely do not. You just got to get started. Right. And you got to have a good person on your side that knows how to build your money. Um, And then, of course, there is the um, other components. Like I, I like to say this and it sounds horrible, I'm sure. But I tell people, if you're your if you are your biggest asset to your business, it doesn't run on its own. Right. Like, God forbid. Microsoft, right? Like if the CEO, which we're not going to name names, were to go, that business is still going to run, yes. right? It's self-sufficient. Yes. Right. But here, if it, if something happens to you, it might have to shut down, right? So my, my concern for people is if you were to get sick, if you were to get hurt, if we ran into another COVID situation where people are hospitalized for months at a time and stuff, and you are the bread and butter of your business, even if you're not a solo operation, even if it's just you know, four or five people that are working for you, but you still need to be there on on base every day on site. What happens when you get sick or you get hurt? Something as small that people don't think about is a disability policy. Can you can you elaborate on that? Yeah, absolutely. So a disability policy is where you set up a policy. It's an insurance policy, and you say, "Hey, listen, my monthly outlay is I don't know, let's say five thousand dollars a month, right? Okay. And if I got hurt or sick." That's what I normally spend. But you know what? I could probably skim off this off the top, skim off that off the top. But hardcore expenses, make sure my mortgage or rent is paid, you know, make sure the car is paid. I need at least $4,000, right? So you take a policy, sorry, that says, well, I'm going to pay this monthly amount Mm -hmm. that in the event, if I get hurt, I get sick or anything like that. And all it has to be is a doctor says you're out. That's all it really takes. And then when that happens, this $4,000 starts coming to me on a monthly basis. Right. I can at least, right, I can keep my lights on, I can keep my bills paid. And, you know, if your expenses need to be poured back into your business, then you take that amount too. Well, I've got payroll that i got to cover. I've got other things that need to be taken care of. But that's what a disability policy will do. And in times like today when Atlanta, if you don't know this, Atlanta is actually like number three in the country for the worst traffic and we have the most accidents. Uh, We have an average of over 1,400 deaths on our highways. Yes, it is very, very dangerous. It is extremely. <laughs> right, this, so, no matter what time of day it is. Co- correct. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people when I stress that little statistic, I tell them it's over 1,400 deaths. Do not, that does not account for all of the maimings, all of the broken legs, all of the other things that still would have you down. Right. right? 
So those are the things that I tell people business owners don't think about if you're the bread and butter. We just figure out how to do it every day. So Go ahead. the other two insurance policies I want to mention, I know that you have, you know, you specialize in, which mm-hmm. is property and casualty. Uh-huh. I do Can those. you explain what that is versus um, index universal insurance? Sure, 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 sure. Okay. One so, I know is an investment model. I just kind of want the general public to know the difference yeah. between the two. Okay. The two so property and casualty is essentially your home and your auto. Okay. And it also includes commercial though. So home and auto, of course, everybody who drives, if you got a car, I pray that you're insured. If not, make sure you call me. Um, but that's your home and your, I'm sorry, your home and your auto is most of your PNC. And then the other side of the property and casualty is the commercial side. So as a business owner, you need to have liability insurance. Most you need Yes, you need to have liability insurance. Some professions like mine, you need to have something called E&O, Arizona Omissions. Um, you need to have workers' comp if you got employees and all those things. So all those fall underneath the umbrella of property and casualty. Okay. On the other side, when you ask about the Index Universal, that is a life insurance. Okay. So life insurance, which I actually more specialize in more than anything. I've been doing life insurance longer than anything else. And um, so life insurance... You have term, you have whole, you have index universal, you have variable universal, you have a general universal. Um, you have a number of other options out there. There's even one that's called a refund of premium that's still out there. Mm-hmm. Um, those are life insurance policies. The term is one that I tell people is pretty much in very, very short terms. It's like running an apartment. So you don't get any of the benefits like you would get in owning a home, but you have it because if anything happens, it's going to be there. Right. So... Um, the the term is simple, no frills. I'm getting covered for $100,000 for 30 years. That's it. And that's all. Okay. Um, the IUL that you asked about, which is the Index Universal Life, yeah. uh, that is actually a life insurance policy with an investment component. Oh, okay. So that actually invests into the indices of the market or what people know as an index. You've heard of S&P 500. Yes. You've heard of Dow Jones. Right. Um, there's a whole bunch of other ones that I won't even get into the long names. Right. But depending on what company you're working with, is what options they'll have for you as far as the index. But that money that you're putting into that policy, part of it is going into paying for the insurance itself. And then part of it is going into it as an investment component that you can actually use yourself while you're alive. Um, Because a lot of people just think of life insurance as death insurance. And that's not necessarily true. Um, It is actually often used to help fund people's retirement. Yes, I do it all the time to help people fund their retirement to make sure they have another supplemental income in their life insurance. I'm sorry, in their lives. I use their life insurance to build their retirement income. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of business owners, we also use those, use those to help do a lot of other creative things like help with key man policies. You've got a, a particular employee or a couple of employees that you just really couldn't have the business without. And there's ways to be able to... Um, Keep them on. To, yes, to help role. them, exactly, and help keep them close, right? Uh, you want to keep, yes, exactly. And so um, there's a lot of different ways that you can use life insurance okay. as a business owner, not just if I die, this is what my family gets, right. but there's a lot of other things other, you can other use. Other policies available. Yes. Right. Um, we're in a recession right now. Of course, you know mm-hmm. that we're all affected one way or another. Yes. What would you say is some of the top investments right now that mm-hmm. entrepreneurs need to be looking at as mm-hmm. far as um, as investing is concerned? Um, well, technically here, I wouldn't be able to give you specifics as far as investment because that goes into advisory, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and that's per person and, and all of that. But um, I will tell you this. There are different kinds of investors. There are the conservative ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell people nowadays, it's not a bad idea to hold on to a little more cash than you normally do. 
instead of investing? It's not a bad idea depending on your appetite for it. Right. If you're a person that what you see out there right now scares you, then keep a few more dollars in the bank. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. uh, although, and I know nobody wants to hear this, but the dollar bill isn't even worth the paper it's printed on, if we're honest. It's not. Yeah, that's true. But technically, because it's still spendable, yes. cash is still king. So keeping cash on hand right now is not a really bad idea um, because technically, you know, they've been talking recession now since about third quarter last year or, or actually a little before that. But in last two years anyway. Yeah, it, that's in real life. That's right. in real life. But on TV and, and the news and stuff, mm-hmm. it's really been since like the middle of yeah. last year that they've been kind of pushing and throwing it out there. Because um, technically, even when we went into COVID, we went into a quick recession and nobody, but that's another right. story. <laughs> a whole nother bother. It is. It is. Right. Um, but... Um, with that being said, holding on to a little cash is not a bad idea. Another, uh, depending on your appetite, you know, for somebody who's not necessarily as conservative, another way to go is looking into annuities. Okay. So annuities are fantastic. They're long-term. Uh, they're meant to be long-term, but they don't have to be. There are short-term ones out there. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're fantastic because most of them, especially if you did like an index annuity or something like that, that's one that, um, for anybody out there who's never heard of that term index, it just simply means you can't really lose. It has a floor. Excuse me. So you can't lose any money. You can only gain money. The, um, difference is because people say, well, if you can only gain, why wouldn't everybody do that? Because it has a cap and a ceiling. Okay. So what about bonds? Bonds are on the conservative side. Doing this, doing a recession. This is that's not a bad idea right now. That's not a bad idea. Um, going into bonds. This is the way I tell people for the more aggressive person. Mm-hmm. They, <clears throat> I look at it as right now is a good time to go shopping. Like as if you would go to Nordstrom's and catch a sale, yeah. as if right, <laughs> as Always if a sale. Right. So right now the market items out there, the different stocks and things like those are on sale. Right, it's a great time if you are the investor who knows how to close your eyes and just wait. That's an amazing. This is an amazing yeah, time. Yes, it is. Go out there and buy everything on discount. That's right. what it looks like and, from that perspective. And what do you think of some of the uh, ETFs people should look at right now? Well, are you? So are you looking at? No, there's so many. There are. <laughs> so I'm like, Ugh. any would so, you recommend just any? Um, a lot of people are getting. A lot of people are actually looking more into REITs right now into real estate. Yes. Um, there's so many different pieces to that. I, I own several. <laughs> yes, it is. Say it again. I own several REITs. Oh, you own? Yes, yeah. REITs Investing are extremely. REITs anyway. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, um, as far as the ETF, oh, that's so. Broad. Uh, it is. That's a really broad one because there's just so many kind. Um, but I tell people, I don't think this is a bad time to invest. It just depends on what your investment appetite is. Okay. Um, for somebody who's a little more conservative, that's why I would absolutely suggest annuities. I have a lot of people who have a lot of money right. that are putting their money into annuities okay. because right now, instead of them tanking, they're like, you know what? Let's sit it over here. It'll get a little something on it. Right. Maybe it won't get the 15 and 18% that things were getting just a couple years ago. Right. But I can walk away with five, six, seven, nine percent. I've got okay. some um some that are doing as high as nine and twelve percent. Okay. So good deal. Yeah. How important okay. is mindset as far as in investing? For as when it comes to your clients, mm-hmm. as far as business owners changing their mindset to just to stay focused and just start investing. Yeah. I was gonna say it has to do with it's like a Nike thing where you just do it. You you have to kind of some some people are gonna have to walk into it blind right. because for some people their money is looked at as a tool to reinvest into their business all the time. Yes, it is. And they don't look at it as a tool to reinvest in yourself. 
And that's what the mindset change has to be. How do I also invest in myself while I invest in my business? Um, Because we look at the business as the retirement plan, but that's not always the case. Um, And so the mindset change to me would actually have to be, I can do more than one thing with $1. Okay. $1 can do a multiplicity of things, and it really can. Um, that's actually my firm. One of the things that we kind of pride ourselves on is making $1 do a multiplicity of things. So out of that $1, we could find something to save. We can find something to invest. We can find something to, uh, secure assets and protect them. We, there's a number of things that you could do with $1. So if business owners would get that same mindset that every dollar that you bring in is not strictly for the business. That's true. Every dollar you bring in can do multiple things, and then you'll find yourself in a much better position 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road because you took the time to save a little here, invest a good bit here, and then, of course, reinvest into your business and yourself. Right. As far as financial education, I kind of want to touch on that a little bit. Um, Do you offer seminars or any training uh, groups for your clients and just for the general public? General public. Um, Most of my clients, of course, they get one-on-ones. Right. So um, once they made an, you know, you've made an appointment, mm-hmm. uh, we do essentially what's called a discovery, you know. So mm-hmm. we ask a lot of questions, really get to know okay. um, the client, and then they have that one-on-one access, you know, continually. Jeez. But I do for the general public. Um, I am asked to speak often, actually, um, whether it's on uh, uh, Zoom. I've done Zooms, of course, all over. And then, of course, I do seminars. Financial panels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a few of those coming up, yeah. too. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually enjoy those because mm-hmm. although insurance uh, and, and investments, that's what I do. I'm a teacher at heart. I'm an educator. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell everybody my best client is an informed client. Yes. Everybody doesn't feel that way. Trust me, I know. Right. Um, a lot of people in my industry believe in, believe very strongly in the information gap. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with an information gap in terms of me overloading you with a whole bunch of mm-hmm. things you don't necessarily know mm-hmm. or understand. Right. Um, but I do believe that it's best for us to really give a lot of education so that people can make the best decisions for themselves um, and that they don't walk away feeling like, all right, I signed a paper and I got something, but I don't know what. Okay. That's important to me. Like I love when my people refer other people because they were able to explain to them what they have. Right. And that's important to me because you, God forbid if I leave here, yes, I want somebody to be able to explain, well, Shantae gave me that because, and I'm good with it. Nobody can just come along and tell my clients anything. Right. Hmm? In your opinion, what are three things um, new entrepreneurs should be investing in or be looking out for, in your opinion? Oh, great question. Let's see. New entrepreneurs, what they should be investing in. Um. I like to tell people, are you thinking along the lines of stocks and such or just investments in general? Investments in general. Okay. I would say for a new person starting out a business, they need to actually start with retirement. Okay. Yep. Why retirement? Because starting off for yourself. So first of all, uh, there are, let's think about taxes for a second. That's why. Okay. That's what I'm go- coming down to. All, right. um, all of your stocks Uh, bonds, mutual funds, all of those things, those are all taxable items, right? Yes. And then you also have, uh, whenever whenever you take them out, and then you also have to pay capital gains, taxes, and all these other things versus your retirement plans. Those are generally all going to be tax advantaged in one way or another. So one of the best things I would tell someone 
as a new business owner, where to start is in retirement avenues. Whether you're starting it in a 401k or um, a 412, which is like a pension plan, whether you're even starting in an IRA, that's fine. But setting up something that is going to be tax advantage for you now as well as being able to set up a better future for yourself. Okay. When you've got the extra, that's mm-hmm. when you start playing out in the in the other field okay. of the stocks and such. And can you give us some tips that wealthy people do with money that low-income people don't? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's a few. <laughs> we want, um, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. We, you know, you're the yeah, expert. We want to yeah. hear it. So um, we're educating enough, today. We're definitely educating. They play today. the tax laws, right? They play okay. the tax game well. Right. Right. And unfortunately, people with low income are the ones who, uh, what's a good, raked. We'll say raked, not the other word, who get raked by the tax systems. Um, So one of the things I would say wealthy people do that uh, low income uh, houses don't is they play the tax codes up. Right. So. Give us, give us an example. Example, yeah. Okay. Actually, one really good example. A brief example, yeah. Yeah. A brief example would be an IUL. Okay. Most well-to-do people. Don't necessarily need the life insurance. Right. What they need is the the ability to pass on wealth tax free. Okay. So they'll go out and purchase huge amounts of life insurance. It has the benefit of giving their beneficiary more money, but any monies that come from a tax, I'm sorry, from a life insurance policy are always tax free. So they play that. So they'll have IULs or they have IULs, and then that money, when it goes to their uh, their beneficiary, right. is now tax-free money. That money could have been sitting in an investment for the last couple of years. They roll it over into that. Right. Now it goes to their family without okay. any taxes. Okay. Um, that would be number one. Number two, mm-hmm. another thing that wealthy people do. Um, oh, I love this. <laughs> wealthy people watch their money. What do you mean? They know where their money is. Okay. Give me an example. People, Okay. When you say I don't want to know say this. where the money is. Okay, did you know Oprah actually said one time that she still signs all the paychecks of everybody in her organization? Yes. I remember that interview she had with MC Hammer about signing his own checks. That was years ago. It was many years many, ago. Many, 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 but that ago. but that concept is not different. They know where their money is and they know what it's doing. And what I mean by that is people who don't have much tend to spend more frivolously. That's true. And that's what I don't understand. So it's a matter of where am I spending? Create a real budget. Okay. Corporations, this is one thing I share a lot of people, and this actually play into that. Mm-hmm. Treat your life and your household as a corporation. And I actually explain that a lot to business owners. Okay. Treat your life and your household as a corporation. It needs to have a budget that is revisited regularly. You need to have specific goals that you're planning on. Okay. Um, and everything needs to be um, accounted for. Right. Itemized and... Yeah, we need to line up. It's, exactly. I'm not telling you, I wish I could tell you because I would, but I'm not telling you to not go out and buy your five-year-old $200 Jordans. I would love to tell you that, but I won't. But what I will tell you is that if I don't see $200 going into your savings account in the same month that you buy that $200 set pair of Jordans, there's an issue. You're not watching your money because that money over there can actually work for you. Okay. Really more, I prefer savings. I mean, an investment account. But that money is actually going to do something for you. Those Jordans aren't even going to fit Junior in eight months. That's true. Right. Wealthy people are not frivolous. We think they are because we see the bling bling and stuff. But the reality is... They're investments. Thank you. Right. Yeah. They're appreciating assets. Yes. One of the things that I have loved learning about is how they invest differently than we do. Because we like to run straight into stocks. Yes. 
But a lot of them, they have that, but that's just a small portion. They invest a lot in gold and silver and okay. um, oil and different things like that. And we're quick to just, and I'm not being funny. There's nothing wrong with it. But we want to run, ooh, let me get a weed stock. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that because it's a billion-dollar industry too. Right. But there are so many other longer-lasting, non all your investments in one particular Right. Okay. They should be diversified. And, Very diversified. And, and you need to have a balance. You definitely mm-hmm. need to have some things that are more conservative and then have some things that are a lot more aggressive. And I will tell you, there's another rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. With your age, take your age, whatever that may be, and this is for everybody, take your age and then take 100. Take your age away from 100 and that ratio is what your investment should look like on the aggressive versus conservative side. So I'm not going to tell my age because I'm only 25. Right. <laughs> but if I was really 25, okay. that means 75% of my investment should be in aggressive and 25 should be in conservative. As I get older, of right. course, that number will change and flip around because I'm also getting older and now I need to kind of slow things down a little bit right. so I can conserve the money right. that I've got so that, you know, right. I can live off of it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Um Social Security, I just kind of want to touch on that briefly. Sure. Do you think it will still exist within the Hmm. next five to ten years? Well, we tapped out. Is this my professional opinion or my personal opinion? (laughs) A little bit of both. A little bit of both. My professional opinion would tell you, sure, absolutely. My personal, I think we have more than five years. I don't think that we have 20 years. 20 years will not exist. Okay. No. Okay. No. Um. I cannot tell you this by way of fact. I can tell you this by just understanding economics. Mm -hmm. Where do you think so much of that money that was pushed out during COVID and all of this relief money that has gone out around the world? Right. Where's that money coming? Where's that money coming from? That money wasn't set aside. No, it wasn't. Right. That's true. So. And, and. For those who have Social Security or you've got family members that have, you know, they just got another another large increase. Generally, Social Security, they get a 3% increase every year, right, for cost of living adjustment okay. because of inflation. Everything right. goes up. Right. So they've had a couple of back-to-back large increases of 6%. Oh, okay. So they're pushing out more money. Pushing out more money. Where's that going to go? Where's right. that coming from? Yeah, that's true. That's something to think about. Right. But my professional <laughs> Yes, you will get Social Security. All I can tell you is invest and plan your own retirement. Okay. All right. Yeah, don't rely on it. Is there any more tips you want to give to entrepreneurs? Just Mm -hmm. any advice that you want to drop, financial advice or investment advice? For entrepreneurs, I definitely just feel that starting out that retirement is key. Because it can open up so many other doors. It doesn't just have to be retirement. Right. Um, as your business as your business is building, as your business is growing, and you're ready to take next steps, whether that's adding more staff, getting a new building, the retirement pieces of that puzzle, excuse me, can help you fund all of those great goals and ideas. Okay. So I would I would only tell them just just do it. Like okay. I don't care if you're starting with two hundred bucks or hundred bucks a month, just do, do it. it. Are there any future, um, tell us about some of your plans for the Royston Agency before we close out. 
All right. So um, I'm going to be taking over the world in the next six months. <laughs> um, no, I'm joking. But um, for me, I, I love what I do. I've been doing it a long time. Um, funny you should ask because I actually just decided recently um, I, lo- I want to, and I've actually kind of already started the process of going into some of the insurance schools and teaching. Okay. Teaching new agents or people who actually want to be an agent. Okay. Um, I actually would love to be able to teach them and teach them not just the information to pass the test to right. get into this, right. but teaching them some of the um, pitfalls. Practical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Trying to give some of them some heads yeah. up okay. um, getting into this and how they can be more successful. Mm-hmm. Right. So tell my viewers how they can contact you. Absolutely. And list your services one more time and how you can help them. Absolutely. So again, it's Shantae Coleman. Shantae Coleman Royston, actually. It's hyphenated. Right. Um, the Royston Agency, LLC. My phone number, business number, 678 788-5010, or you can call my office. It is 1-888-80-INSURE, I-N-S-U-R-E. Um, you also can, of course, email S-N-C-O-L-M-A-N at C-W-B-F-S. That's C-W-B-F-S. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Um, it's actually Shantae Coleman on Facebook there. Um, and that's C-O-L-M-A-N, no E. Um, and let's see, and certainly could just find me around town doing webinars and seminars and yeah, yeah. And we want to thank you for coming out and I hope you all enjoyed this episode of Streetpreneur Podcast. Please subscribe to the channel and we want to thank Mrs. Royston for coming out and giving you all some gems concerning your investments and your financial future as well as insurance. So please look her up and we want to thank you for coming out to the Streetpreneur Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and thank Thank you all. Thank you. I was. Did I ask some good questions? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just wish there was only one.